1: Hello and welcome to the Liz well Wellbeing Show. I'm Liz Earle and I'm speaking with the leading experts and familiar faces from the world of well-being to bring you wellness wisdom you can trust from fitness to gut health, mood to menopause, and so much more. Now, this week, we are all social distancing. So if you're listening or watching this at a time of going to air in March 2020, so we're not filming this, but we're bringing this to you with my guest, not beside me here, but down the line. So excuse us. If we get the odd glitch or two, but it is very well worth a listen because I'm talking to one of the UK's top Pilates teachers, Natalie Clough about not only how Pilates can help us generally by keeping our back and our core fit and strong, but also more specifically about the role it can help play in providing practical help during this time of our coronavirus crisis. And I hadn't actually realised until talking to Natalie just how vitally important this exercise activity could turn out to be. sleep. It's so great to be able to chat to you today. Thank you for taking the time out
0: to chat all about Pilates. No, hey, thank you very much for having me. It's a real, a real treat. I love listening to the podcast, so to be honest, it is, uh, it is a dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Well, let's just start with uh, telling everyone a little bit about how we first connected, because I discovered you as a Pilates teacher. So we had some sessions together, didn't we, a few years ago? Yeah,
0: we did. You um, came to me for a little bit of um, you time in the sort of in the chaotic craziness of our daily lives and to just sort of stretch and release the tensions from your shoulders and, and neck and, and just to sort of have a little bit of a timeout, but also to sort of work on strengthening your body, if, if I can remember.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then I put uh, Lily in touch with you because she, that was around the time that she was beginning to get really bad migraine. And you've been able to help her, I think, with some neck and strengthening exercises too.
0: Yeah. And also obviously, Paul, um, you know, being sort of not so sort of confined at home for you know in, in bed rest a couple of times, the body gets a little bit weaker. So we've really been working mm-hmm. on strengthening her body so that she can stay strong and fit and not feel so achy as much. Um, as well as having the migraines, which mm-hmm. um, has, has been really good actually. She's done really really well with that.
1: Yeah, no, you've you've been a, a great support, so thank you. So I can say firsthand, you know, for myself and my family, and then for when, when you've come in and you've taught Pilates to my Lizard Wellbeing team in my studios, and then we have developed some features together for the magazine which you've written, which have been absolutely brilliant, and I know really highly read, very very popular. So it's lovely to be able to hear you for those people who've seen you uh, in print and online with us. It's uh, it's great to be able to chat. So thank you. What I would like hey, to do I every minute. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, you're fine. This is the, uh, what we're doing today. For anybody who is tuning in, um, perhaps not in real time, is we are currently both on our social distancing in a sort of lockdown situation in our various homes, and so we're recording this online. So there may be just a little bit of delay because we're not actually sitting in the same room. So hopefully people can bear with us and if you are listening to this in years to come remember that there was this time when we were uh under um coronavirus restrictions. So what I'd love to do Natalie is do something I've never actually done with you before and that's to talk a bit about your background and your history and what got you into Pilates in the first place. Yeah,
0: I'd love to share that with you. The the history for me is actually quite personal. I had a Slip disc when I was 15, so uh, quite a while uh, ago now. And I had a, I was very lucky to have a good family friend who started body control Pilates a long time ago, and he suggested Pilates as a form of rehabilitation after the slip disc. And it basically taught me how to strengthen my body, awareness of my body, and which for me was really important because I was quite an active, sporty kid. And I was also, I had a sports scholarship at a, uh, a school, and I was going to a very sporty university and sort of having the slip disc for me was a big scare and and it sort of left me unable to move and and go about my daily life so that was um a real struggle but the finding Pilates was a sort of luck and i guess um, it sort of led me to where my, where I am now and helping everyone else which mm. is fantastic so i had a slip disc and used. Um, I didn't really do my training as a way to become a teacher. I actually did it for myself. I quite liked understanding how the body moves, how you can take ownership of your body, and how you can build up the strength yourself. Mm. I thought that from quite a young age, actually, that I didn't want to be reliant on going to physios every day and and or every week even, which is what I was doing, and uh, because it was it was so laborious and I found it so exhausting and I just thought there's got to be another way that I can handle my back issues Uh, and that was through Pilates which was which was amazing and then I sort of slowly built up my teaching I had a friend who told me that I should do some teaching with my training and I was thinking I can't do that you know I didn't really want to be an instructor but actually I did a class and absolutely loved it and people said thank you and I loved you know, the feeling that people got when they left the class feeling better and feeling Mm. more empowered and feeling stronger. So, and it, again, it just sort of snowballed from there. And for me, it was building on that quite naturally. And then realizing that I preferred leaving my old job and going to my Pilates classes in the evening and then making that big leap to then doing it full time and then doing more qualifications and adding more uh, strings to my bow and, and to the point when now I have my own little studio that you've been to, which is, yeah. which
1: is just perfect. It's, it's really amazing because I think very few of us are fortunate enough to have been practicing our profession since the age of pretty much a 15. I mean, to to have been in it, to have experienced the personal benefits of it and, and just for it to be, I think that must be why you're so incredibly good at it, is that you, you've obviously been doing it for such a long time. It, it's really such a part of you isn't it but it must have been quite unusual to slip a disc at 15 how did you do that yeah well
0: thank you that's very sweet of you to say that um i it was it's the physician i baffled many physicians and for a while no one would acknowledge that it was a slip disc because i'm quite tall i'm six foot i've always been quite tall I, i was like i said quite sporty so i was doing a lot of sport at school but we never really did any stretching so i think it was a combination of being really tall having really tight muscles uh my dad's had two flip discs, so hereditary through the family, mm. and I think it was just inevitable that it was gonna happen and You know, like you said, luckily, I've sort of started from a young age, and I think actually it's it, starting from a young age I, I, I sort of try and think about how it would be if I didn't, but actually, I think it's i like you said, very lucky that I have because it's it's taught me so much about my body and my awareness and and everything and which I've been able to share with everyone from. Mm. I teach kids that are eight years old and I teach uh, other clients that are 88 years old. So um, for me, it's really, um, you know, it's been amazing.
1: And what is lovely now uh, is that particularly during this time of coronavirus, we are joining you online uh, for your six o'clock classes. And interesting what you say about all ages, because I've got my 10 year old son at home. And that is a great switch off time. He actually enjoy you know enjoys joining in with us. So Lily and I were the first ones to start it, obviously, because we knew you and saw what you were doing. And then my teenage daughter thought, oh, I'll do some of that as well. And now my young son. And it, it just, it really calms him. And I really value the fact that he's strengthening his core. And he's sitting slumped over a desk or a table on a laptop at the moment doing his, his schoolwork online. And that's hard isn't it for youngsters to get their posture right it's so hard and
0: actually it's really interesting that you say that because when I first um wanted to leave my office job to become an instructor my aim and my idea was to go into schools and to teach kids and to encourage kids to be more active because of you know my understanding and my history with it uh but I found a sort of a couple of challenges you have to sort of be in Uh, enrolled with the school and then it's sort of the the, sort of the little circle with that it's a little bit of a struggle but Mm. it's but actually the the more that people are becoming aware of pilates and the more that people are becoming understanding it's exactly what you said kids if anything more than ever, more than us need to have um need to be doing it you know they're they're growing up in an age where modern technology is the norm so they're growing up with ipads with phones with their heads drop Mm. down and looking into you know to the floor and and it's not it's it's developing necks that are actually not being strengthened so it's quite scary Um, I don't want to sort of scaremonger but you know we we need to be as long as we're aware of it and we're just you know obviously phones uh, I'm I'm as bad as anyone being on my phone Mm. but you know lifting your phone up or 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 limiting the time or making sure that we're still playing or acting um being physical outside and is is really really important um, yeah. so i'm really glad that sort of 20 minutes are, are helping because also uh, especially with young kids it's it, 20 minutes is a great time you know they don't have to be doing an hour they don't have to be doing half an hour and the same with anyone actually I I always say to clients a great way of maintaining your strength and and keeping that is through 20 minutes you know a day or every other day and and not having to slog it out for hours in the gym
1: (laughs) well it it also makes it more you're more likely to do it I think you know we, we can hopefully Well, certainly at the moment we can find 20 minutes at home, but in the future going forward, hopefully we'll find those slots. It was quite funny. Uh, You you obviously can't see us, but Harry and I are are sitting together. We're obviously isolating together because we're part of the same family and living under the same roof. And the minute you talked about tech neck and sitting up, both of us instinctively... (laughs) And I'm sure everybody listening to this will be doing the same. We'll be, you know, straightening their back and, and putting their their head up. And you're absolutely right. This next generation of downward, inward looking on small screens is just going to be so tricky isn't it what are we doing are we shortening our our neck muscles what what is the sort of the physical thing of that's going on there with looking at all these screens
0: well we're not actually um it's basically not using them if you I sort of uh, not a trick but something i always do with client children that i teach is put them on their hands and their knees um sort of in a sort of tabletop position and just sort of say bring your hands underneath your shoulders knees underneath your hips and just hold that position and Um, just being aware that, you know, looking at them doing that and the majority of them just let their heads hang. They can't seem to hold their neck in line with their spine as if Mm -hmm. they've got a bar running from their head to their tailbone and hold that position because the neck muscles are just not working. They're not activated. They're not being strengthened. So, you know, the forward forward motion is just um, encouraging the the, the back of the neck muscles not to be Mm -hmm. to to, to work so it's for for that so which is you know just simple things like uh, sitting on a chair or or exactly and then obviously all the work that they're doing on their laptops or at school you know it's again encouraging all of that um, movement and um, we need to try and just change that a little bit to try and give them the opportunities for that because especially when you're little obviously all your muscles are developing and all your bones are developing and it's the same with you know making sure you have enough calcium and making sure that Um, all all the things that you do when you're younger just to and one of them uh, will need to be just encouraging the neck muscles to be stronger so well this is this is a
1: real opportunity isn't it I think when we've got our children at home whether it's on the holidays or whether it's through um, social distancing that we can actually observe and encourage um, better practices and even just simple things like bringing your shoulders down, I know that's something that my physio says to me all the time, it's not necessarily about thinking, telling your children sit up straight, which often is slightly counterproductive, but if you say mm-hmm. to them just pull your shoulders down, that does the same yeah. thing. Um, yeah, but, it's, it's. oh sorry. I was just going to say, I, 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 I mean, we'll, we'll come back to talk about the specifics, but I'd love to go back to the beginnings and just talk a little bit more generally about what is Pilates, where it came from, you know, what makes it different from other forms of exercise or different from something like yoga?
0: Yeah, of course. So um, what many people don't know about Pilates, um, is particularly men when they sort of poo-poo Pilates as a form of exercise, which I really enjoy sort of telling them um, that it was actually, <laughs> it was actually designed or well, invented by a man called Joseph Pilates. And he was quite a sickly child. He had asthma, and Ricketts and he grew up and was way ahead of his time I mean he's just amazing to reflect on as sort of uh someone to sort of explore how long ago um, was this so it was during the it was he was born I can never remember exactly when he was born but he was um he 18 it was a sort of second world war I'm really bad history was never my strong point (laughs) I I, (laughs) I remember seeing pictures
1: black and white pictures of him in your studio so they must have been taken I don't know in the 1930s maybe 30s or 40s and he was he looked like an older gentleman then so he was possibly around turn of the century maybe when he was born
0: yeah so like I I just googled it because I have to know now (laughs) because it would be embarrassing (laughs) if I didn't Um, so he was born in 1883 which in my head I was yeah. going to say something 1880s, but then I thought that's so long ago. And then that is So
1: very forward thinking. <laughs> exactly. so he, he, he was an ill child. So that did that then spur him to find
0: his own cure? Exactly. And he his um, his his cure, he sort of examined what well, examined. He watched animals. He looked he watched a lot of yoga, which is why there's very similar um practices in, in in both and how they comp- do complement each other but he realized that through strengthening his core he strengthened his back and also through moving his body and uh moving you know working his lungs he actually improved his asthma and he got his body stronger um and he was he was german and when he was interned in some camps uh in england actually he was teaching all of his exercises that he developed to the um prisoners there and he realized that some of the prisoners who were stuck in their beds who were sick and who had influenza weren't able to move so he used the springs from their beds and started moving them using the resistance of the springs because that was the only way that he could build up strength which is where the reformer and all of the apparatus that he developed later on, the ideas came from, because he thought that, you know, if you can't move, you can still move, but I'm just going to help you move. Isn't
1: that fascinating? I I love hearing the stories like that, where where necessity turns into the mother of invention. It's amazing.
0: It, 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 it Which is what I meant by he was so forward thinking. I mean, to think about using the springs and obviously old school beds, but, you know, springs from your beds and... Um, and he, and, and, but it was really interesting. And that's why it's so important um, now or generally with keeping fit is because you, you have the, um, all the people that he was teaching had Spanish influenza and uh, believe kind of, you know, what, what you will with, but none of apparently any of his. Uh, clients or the people he was teaching um, died whereas loads of other people throughout the camp who who died from it and because they were fit they were moving they were using their lung capacity properly. That is
1: fascinating and so relevant to now Natalie I hadn't actually realised that there was that Mm -hmm. influenza link and lung capacity and of course we do know coronavirus is affecting lungs and the pulmonary system so how can Pilates benefit our lungs and our breathing?
0: Well, it's really interesting because breath actually is one of the principles of Pilates. So it is important that it is used correctly. So when you are moving, inhaling and exhale properly, the, it means that the air comes in, it goes into the lungs, your diaphragm moves in the way that it needs to, to drop down to get as much air into the lungs. And then when you exhale and the air leaves the lungs, the diaphragm lifts and it pushes all the air out. Now, with Pilates, you want to have a full breath and you don't want to just use it in the top of your chest, which is what a lot of us um, and a lot of my clients do at the, at the moment. You know, you have very shallow breathing. So mm-hmm. with the, you know, there's a, there's a really good exercise actually that I teach that, you know, you breathe in for four, you breathe out for four, you breathe in for four, you breathe out for six, in for four, out for eight, in for four, out for 10, in for four, out for 12. And by 12, you've got nothing left. So you are really getting down into the bottom of your lungs and clearing all the sort of stale dead air out so that you then you know which then in turn moves the blood around your body um, blood moving to the muscles you've got cleaner blood therefore you can breathe better you can move mm. more freely it's it all it all interlinks, interlinks and it's 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 really fascinating but it, it it's basically in, pilates encourages you to move and through the movement you can breathe uh, better and stronger and then in turn, then you can really then focus on actually channeling your breath whereas it's needed. So if I just jump back to the point about the shallow breath in our chest, uh, a lot of us, you know, are sort of, if you sort of think of your breath, if you sort of breathe shallow, and when I say shallow, I mean sort of just sort of where your collarbone, mm. you know, ab- above exactly where your chest is. And and if we are just breathing into that, it means that our shoulders tension gets tight, our necks get tight, our back gets tight. Whereas if we can actually breathe using our full lung capacity our body relaxes it helps the parasympathetic nervous system as well so not only are we feeling better it's also um you know that the nerves are are that you know you're then relaxed rather than constantly being fight or flight it is just there's a whole there's a whole load of links to
1: it that is really amazing and presumably that's why and i know this from doing your classes there is so much focus on breathing. So it's not just about your strengthening your core and you're doing these exercises, which are real, you know, kind of physical hard work. But you are very focused on counting in the number of breaths that you take. You know, breathing in, and then you you ask us to hold our breath for certain exercises, and then release the breath and breathe out. I hadn't realised that that was such a fundamental part of Pilates.
0: Yeah, it is, and there's there's a wonderful exercise called chest chest expansion, which is exactly that. You know, and and from the the lungs you know are a muscle and they need to be trained in the, in themselves so you know you you breathe in you hold your breath and then you exhale and you can build on that so that you know when you are um working the lungs you know you can increase the lung capacity i did a, a fantastic workshop with um, an amazing instructor the other week and um you know we we did our lung capacity volume and everything at the beginning of it and then finished at the end and you know some of us doubled our lung capacity you know you can really hold your breath uh, yeah it was it was amazing wow
1: that is incredible i mean that that is you know could be the difference between life and death couldn't it basically yeah doubling usually. your lung capacity and think about asthmatics it is for somebody who has asthma is pilates a particularly good form of exercise then yeah i
0: mean i i, I always have a joke with everyone that pilates is 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 the band-aid for everything I you know if, if anyone comes to me with anything I might like, Pilates will fix that fix but I you. truly believe it yeah exactly yeah. I really do and I and I and I love being I love a challenge so if anyone um would like to uh, challenge me on that go okay, do message me but no I, I it it's great I mean it's good for, um asthma exactly that you know when you're when you're an asthmatic you've got challenges with your with your breathing and your and your lung capacity and so you know if you can do anything to help increase your lung capacity then it would be crazy not to i mean why why not give yourself the best opportunity to you know have the best body um you know with, with Absolutely. everything Absolutely.
1: i mean we you know gps should be prescribing pilates classes presumably along with their inhalers yeah
0: i mean that that is one sort of little pet peeve that i do have that it's not more readily available to people because it, it like i said at the very beginning it's a great way for you or anyone to be aware of their body and take ownership of their body, which for me is really important because it means, you know, less, uh, reliance on you know NHS services for sure. physios, osteos, who are fantastic and do an amazing job, but yeah. you know they can't constantly be treating people. And it and it's a, and it's a much better way to say you know what, actually my back's feeling really niggly today, or mm-hmm. you know what, well, my chest is feeling really tight, or my shoulders are feeling really achy. Let me just go on the mat and do a little, you know, a couple of exercises. And I remember when you know I I think I went on holiday and Lily was needed to do something, and she and she did that herself, and she sent me a message, yeah. and it was amazing because you know people can help themselves and 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 still keep moving. One
1: size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. It's so important and it's so empowering. I I had a similar situation. As you know, one of my issues over the years has been a very stiff, tight neck and upper shoulders and causing headaches and and neck pain. And I was very concerned a few years ago because I was heading off to Kenya for some charity projects for a three-month stint and I was going to be away from all my osteopaths and and people that would normally help me often on a weekly basis I mean that's how how bad it was and it was obviously taking up a lot of time it was costing me a lot of money and I went to see an amazing physio uh, at that time it was before we'd met and she gave me some just simple but really effective upper shoulder and upper back exercises which empowered me to stay well and fit and mobile and pain-free for those three weeks that I was away, three months rather that I was away. And I thought that it, it, it was extraordinary. And then obviously finding you and then finding other things that I could do. And I think a lot of us hopefully who are at home and having to keep our distance from other people at the moment during coronavirus are able to find these resources, particularly with uh, amazing people like you who are so generous in in putting this information out online and we are able to find ways that we can improve our body and improve our health improve our mobility and perhaps emerge from all of this hopefully even better and stronger than before
0: exactly and you know what you know if i can just empower you know a, a small percentage of people they can hopefully share it with someone else who can then share it with someone else and it, and and then it and it changes and escalates and and i think that you're right you know when we go back to our normal lives so to speak but you know you're just You'll be maybe more aware of your body you won't necessarily be completely fixed or completely cured or 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 have no neck problems you know back problems for me is something that I have to live with you know luckily touchwood i've you know not had to have that many you know issues um but it, it's something that when I get stressed and if i don't exercise, then for me, the first thing that will go will be my back but i will be aware of it and more connected to my body and more aware and go oh actually you know what i need to do some stretching or mm. i need to do some mobility and and then you've got those little tools in your yeah. in your you know at your disposal to to use that so what are the key exercises
1: then when i think of pilates now uh, and for anybody starting out that the key things that they might think about uh is maybe the roll down um the hundred which we all hate Yes. Can you yes. talk us through it? Just That's to... why we put it at the beginning. <laughs> Get it over with. Excellent. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, people might suddenly leave the class before the end. Um, I know exactly (laughs) so talk us through some of your key favorites that we all should perhaps be thinking about doing more often now
0: yeah so I so those are ones that actually I shared with your readers in the magazines But they are they are you know traditional timeless ones the hundred like you said is a fantastic one it strengthens the core in a really safe Uh, way so if you can't get to a class or you can't find anything online or are worried a little bit about you know your back or your neck you know it's a really good way to start knees bent lying on your back curl up start pumping those arms really vigorously so it's almost as if
1: you're doing a crunch almost as if you're doing a sit-up
0: exactly but but you stop halfway
1: (laughs) so you've got so you're engaging this this wonderful core that we all have that we talk so much about
0: yeah and and you reach your fingertips as far forward as you can now the trick with that is that it's the the further you reach your fingertips the more it hurts your core mm-hmm. um so we want to always drop back but actually that pulls in your neck so if you're ever finding that pulling in your neck you actually just have to lift up a little bit higher and work those ab muscles a little bit more mm-hmm. so it's a bit of a uh a sticky sticky one you either go back and hurt your neck or curl up and get your abs but um yeah Let's definitely get curl abs. up and get your fingertips mm-hmm. yeah exactly um and, uh, again, roll down is a really good one for, uh, that you said, or sometimes the roll down is a little bit harder. Actually people have got tight, um, leg muscles. So the half roll back is a really lovely one for that. It's where you get from the hundred and you sit up and you're sitting with your knees bent and you hold onto the back of your legs and you start to roll yourself back towards the mat and then you stop halfway. So you're engaging your core. Uh, and when I say engaging your core, uh, People always sometimes think that it's a sort of a hold, you know, a really tight connection or a, a or contraction. It's, it, I always say to people, think about playing Jenga. You, you, when you're pulling out those little blocks, you want to go, you don't want to go hard and fast because the whole thing's going to topple over. So you want to go slow and controlled because that's what's going to last you. And, you know, you always kind of want to think 30% of what you're doing and actually you'll find that you'll get the deeper lower abdominals rather than the superficial muscles. So, um, and then, and then you bring yourself up from that, and then you repeat that. And that's a really good way of mobilising the spine, because for us, I always, uh, you know, see people coming in with back issues, shoulder issues, neck issues, and it's because we just don't move in the, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, as much as we, you know, used to. Especially with modern technology and and yeah. just the sort of sedentary lifestyle, we need to do flexion, extension, and rotation. And all we mainly do is walk and stand and sit, and you know, in a, yeah. in a single place. And, and we never really get any rotation.
1: No, rotations are, are great, aren't they, for reducing stress. Yeah. I know some of those rotational stretches when you're sitting and you're sitting upright on the floor and, and you're rotating your upper body one way and then the other. I mean, the yeah. stretch through the shoulders and the upper spine, it just feels so amazing. It's It's a real kind of endorphin releaser isn't it you just you feel so much better from it as well as physically moving those muscles
0: yeah a hundred percent and it you know it releases the tension in the back and also the twist you know you you can't hold on to tension in a twist you have to let go to be able to twist to get the spine to move so that's also why it feels so good because you know you've Mm. got to really breathe um again the breath coming in there uh, you know to be to be able to get the length through your spine to get the rotation and to be able to just you know feel that movement so it's um the rotation ones are really good so yeah I always say to clients there's um you know the the hundreds the half roll back, the saw is a really good one but oh, obviously what? if you have just the saw it's the saw. where what's the saw you're sitting up tall your legs are extended or slightly bent if you've got tight legs but try and keep the legs straight and then you twist to the right your um your left hand goes to your right foot and your right hand goes backwards oh, okay. and then you sit up and then you twist to the other like side like a seesaw yeah a little bit it's more it's more exactly what you said where you sit up and then you're actually twisting think think shoulder towards foot you know got turning you. to the left and then mm-hmm. think other shoulder to other side nice um but but obviously twisting exercises you just got to be wary that if you have any disc issues that you are you know that you've been cleared to do that with your yeah. physician because if if you've got any disc issues, that could actually uh, create more of a more of a problem. So mm. you just want, you know, with with those, you sort of stick to your hundreds and your half yeah. roll back.
1: But something that we can all do uh, is engage our core and strengthen our core. So for all those who are listening now, they may be standing in the kitchen or wherever or they may be sitting yeah talk us through if you've never switched on your core before and you're thinking what are these people talking about how do we know where <laughs> yeah, our core is yeah so, so I'm, I'm literally I'm, I'm gonna get move my position now so i'm now sitting up in my chair natalie how do i engage my right. core so what i would have
0: said is if possible lie on the floor with your knees bent and your feet flat only because that is the easiest way to find the connection with your abdominals because okay. lying down you've got gravity going with you so I'm not expecting you to lie down okay, yeah, right I think now, Harry but... might have something <laughs> to say about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but for anyone who wants to find it sitting is hard Okay. Um, standing is even harder, but right. lying down on your back is um, the easiest way to find it because you've got gravity going with you. So you can feel the belly button drawing towards the floor, which is what we want to try and do. So what I would say, wherever you are, you can uh, try this sitting actually now, Liz, is um, you know, where your hip bones are. So you find the bony bits of your hip bones on mm-hmm. your body, so just above your legs. Cool. And then you draw an invisible line between the two hip bones. Now, when you bring your fingers to that invisible line, you want to try and draw that part of your body away from the fingers in towards your spine. So, almost like you're sucking your belly in. Okay. But going back to what I said earlier and saying, don't just suck it in really tight. You want to be drawing it. That's the key. So okay. If you go too hard, too fast, it becomes a sort of brace. And we don't want to brace, we want it to sort of be a gradual. 30% movement. Okay. So where you're sort of almost like someone's got a little flame just on your belly and you're going, mm, no, thanks. Don't fancy oh, just, my belly. Just
1: pulling in, pulling in away from it. And is that the, the kind of thing that we should be uh, doing all the time? Should we, I know Pilates teachers often talk about switching on your core, but should we have our core in this position switched on kind of all the time throughout the
0: day? For me, no, because you um, can over-recruit muscles. And when you over recruit muscles, they then just give up. They, you know, the, the the or they just stop working, and and then you then are having to work harder and harder and harder to recruit them. So as long as you've got a sort of daily practice that you can do of five, ten, fifteen minutes, you know, every day or every other day, mm-hmm. you build up your core strength. The, the 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 strength that is held in your core will be good enough to be able to hold you up, to be able to stick you up. And interestingly, sorry and just you know just to to be able to keep you moving which in turn sits you up basically when the core is strong you have no need to slump because you slump because it's fatiguing so when muscles are strong that's how it lifts you up
1: so actually a sign that our children are sitting slumped is perhaps a sign that their core needs to be stronger so that they don't have to slump that they can engage those muscles to hold them up right
0: yeah completely because also the the core and the back work together uh, so you've got you know if your core is strong your back strong mm. and you've got some huge muscles that support the spine and if the spine isn't supported then it can't be held up so you then have referral into shoulders that are then trying to do all the work and hold it up or the neck which is then trying to you know mm. desperately hold on or you know the hip flexors that then kick in because you're not able to sit you know with the stable with the pelvis and, and all of those bits. so that's when, you know, ultimately all of those kick in because everything else isn't strong enough to because the core's not strong enough to, to hold it. So, mm. um a hundred percent, you know, if your if your core's strong I sort of I'm sitting here also upright. But, you know, I, I find I very rarely slouch. And if I'm doing that it's because I'm really tired or yeah. I've had a you know really sort of physical day and, yeah. and that is probably the only time that sort of I find myself slouching.
1: And lastly, actually, just talking about the core before we finish is as I'm doing this now, I'm also aware that I need to be engaging my pelvic floor. I almost feel that I should be as part of that pulling up and kind of doing my my pelvic squeezes at the same time. Does that play into the core?
0: Yeah, it does. So the pelvic floor muscles just hang just well, they sort of go front to back, side to side and almost like a little hammock. And they definitely do um, link in with the lower abdominal muscles. Uh, and so, which is why Pilates is so good for um, pelvic floor muscles because you are engaging them together. And, and again, you're aware, it, it's drawing awareness to the area, which we don't normally necessarily have any awareness to. And, but again, you don't want to be over recruiting those. So, you know, definitely when you're sitting down or standing up, sort of, you know, engaging them and releasing them, engaging them, releasing them, just to sort of, you know, to build up that strength if you're not doing any specific exercises. Mm. But, do not be holding those for you know 12 hours a day because that will you know backfire and that they will then suddenly just let go and and then that will be that's where it gets a, a little bit tricky when you just have to build up the strength and in, in in those again but yeah, it's so little and yeah, often. The, 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 little and often exactly but they the, you know which is why for for and you know pre and postnatal women it's also really useful because you know when you're um when you're pregnant and you're building up the strength, it's important to have that strength for, um, for the labor, you know, because, you know, you're, you're about to go through a very strong uh, and intense, you know, physical exertion. And, you know, you, you'll need all the strength that you can get to hold your body, not only in the build-up to the labor, but also the labor itself. And then also afterwards, you know, we need our muscle memory. We need it to, to come back and to kick in and, and and being able to just be aware of all those muscle groups Together, that's sort of how the mind and body can work together to link them together.
1: Mm, fantastic. Well, Natalie, you're great. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Uh, for those who are listening in real time uh, during the coronavirus shutdown, you are doing this incredible free online class on Instagram, on your Instagram stories, on Instagram TV. And we can find you, Natalie.clough, is that right? Yes, yeah, Natalie with an H and spelled the French way. Natalie Clough, and that that that'll bring up Natalie Pilates, and you're doing that at six o'clock. Is that every day? Uh, it's every day, yeah,
0: Monday to Sunday. I am. Um, I'm not no. going anywhere, so <laughs> I might as
1: well. Um yeah keep moving. <laughs> uh, well, we will all be joining you, and thank you so much. And I know you're also very generous on your Instagram. You take questions and comments and things so people can connect with you that way. and we will actually put up links and things as part of this podcast so people can easily find you.
0: Oh, I'd love that. Thank you very much. Yeah, I just said um, just keeping everyone moving, you know whether it's now during coronavirus or, or or afterwards is just for me the mm. the main focus of you know just if you're if you're strong, it makes it so much easier and so much better in the long run and you know and and you're just a healthier happy person
1: absolutely well bringing a real focus to it for now and thank you for habits hopefully that will take along with us for the rest of our lives so thank you very much and i'll see you tonight online
0: thank you very much for having me (laughs) yeah thank you so much (laughs) (laughs)
1: bye-bye bye bye Well, that is the end of today's show. But as always, you will find all the resources mentioned over on LazarWellbeing.com, where you can also subscribe to the free weekly newsletter for much more well-being wisdom, including exercise and breathing guidance, super healthy seasonal recipes, and exclusive discounts. Now, do please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast because this will ensure next week's episode is downloaded safely. And a huge thanks to all those who have listened who take the time to leave me a review. It really does help other listeners to find the show and the information that they may need to stay fit and well, perhaps now more so than ever. So until the next time, go well. Bye-bye. Liz Earle Wellbeing show is hosted by me Liz Earle with production by Amaryllis Earle and Harry Trevithick at Heart Dialogue with thanks to my producer Ellie Smith and guest booker Millie de la Morignère
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt Now imagine them getting even softer over time